is going on. It's JMW. That's Fresh X. And we are the International Professional Podcasters, the Hoopers. What's going on, players? So we've been at this podcast thing for a minute now, and I'm pretty sure y'all wondering, man, I don't know if I could be a podcaster, how much would it cost? But using the Anchor app is absolutely free. It's free and it's easy to do. You can record from your phone, you can record on your computer, even on your iPad or whatever you use. So it's super simple. Now you've got it set up, you know that you can do it. You're thinking, man, now how do I get listeners? How do I put it out there? Anchor also provides that for you, considering that they put you on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can't be international if people don't hear you. And they also set it up for you where you can make money off of your listeners, but no, no minimum listenership. So all you got to do, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and everything you need is right here. So it's us once again, the international professional podcaster, John W. And Fresh X. You are the Hoopers. Peace out, players. Say you're starting a team, and you have to start with a point guard, and you can get one of these three, and these are the only three point guards of these three that you can start with. All right. Nick Van Exel. Who? Rod Strickland. Dang. Abdul Mahou Rove. Chris Jackson, the people that know him as a slave name. Yeah, I'm taking my move. And that's tough because I was gone instantly. When you said Nick, I was instantly going to look up Nick. But uh, Mahmoud has become one of my favorite players. Uh, you know, he averaged 30 for a game in college. He was uh, getting it going in the NBA before he was blackballed. Um, he was one of the first to not stand for the for the, uh, national, for the national anthem, and then uh, he started praying. He actually uh, has some merchandise he's about to sell uh, with with that um, on a shirt with him praying or whatever. Mm-hmm. But his game was crazy. I remember uh, you remember when Phil Jackson, you know, when they they first were saying Steph was the first of his kind mm-hmm. and et cetera. Phil Jackson brought him up, yeah. and people was like, Ugh. like you know, they kind of dismissed it or. Or, or was trying to take shots at Steph saying, you know, but he was kind of before his time like that, pulling up for the threes as a guard in the 90s. He was Steph. Like, that quick off the drill. Yeah. That accurate. Yeah. And some people got to see it again with him in the big three as he's, yeah, as he's been hooping in the big three. So uh, I would definitely go over Nate Van Nexo, which is tough. And Rod Strickland. Just to talk about him for a second, Kyrie's godfather. He was a player I didn't appreciate at first. Like I remember him, like when I watched him play. Yeah, yeah so and his, his role was diminished and they didn't let him, they didn't really let him eat or whatever. And then I can remember going back to watch highlights of Ross Strickland, like, oh no, nah, he was a hooper. Uh like I I would say earlier in like when I was 13, 14, is when I would have watched him and I, I would have dismissed him. But I, I go back and watch him at 18, 19, 20. I'm like, hey, Rod Strickland was nice. He he they they he really was he he made all NBA, but he didn't make an all-star game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So those are three good picks though. But Mark Mugadur Roof is my pick. Yeah, and on that note, I'm John W. Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. Oh man. Um we've been off took another week break. Right. Watching a lot of basketball. Um first week of the NBA. Yeah. So speaking since you um, brought up. Well, first, happy belated birthday to LeBron James. 
LeBron, Raymond James, happy birthday, 36th birthday. 36th or 37th? No, 36th. One of the five best players to ever play in the NBA. Okay. Uh, LeBron James. So just had to get out that word real quick. We're going to come back to LeBron later on in the episode, I promise right. you. Um, but just to start with Rod Strickland's guy son, Kyrie Irving, the second best finisher since Rod Strickland. Um, second best finisher? Yeah, so it was Rod Strickland then. Then, then they ride above him still. Yeah, he told him. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Until you, until you get a chance to beat him, he he he's still second to him. That's fair. But anywho, um, of course, um, the the Brooklyn Nets beat the Atlanta Hawks last night. Um, Kyrie hit a couple tough shots to end the game. Um, he went crazy in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he dropped John Collins. Him and Kevin Durant combined for twenty nine points. And um, I guess it's yeah, in the fourth. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, uh, Kevin Durant had a thirty piece. Yep, thirty three. Uh, what you remember? What Perry finished with twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, twenty six or twenty seven. So, um, watching the game last night, um, just listening to Dominique and Vince's um commentary of the game, and they were saying some stuff that you are gonna hear a lot throughout the year because of how that each player has played. But I think it fits well. But it was basically, you know, Kyrie was. Going ISO a lot, even with Kevin Durant on the court in the fourth. Yeah. Even not even just the fourth, but the third. But I think that's how they want to play. I think Kevin Durant's going to get, in, you know, he's going to get his regardless, but he know right. he needs Kyrie to go while he feels out the floor of the game, honestly. Yeah. I think uh, so. Obviously, you're going to, people are going to forget because of how good KD looks 28, six, and four, I believe this is stats. Mm-hmm. That he is still recovering, you know. This is his first year back, and um, so I think it's gonna be times where he's not gonna mind Kyrie, kind of, especially if he has a mismatch mm-hmm. and get his spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and him being um aggressive, and if you watch the game last night, Kyrie started on the court before KD uh in the fourth. So Kyrie, Kyrie, excuse me, he he made his first few shots, so he was already kind of rolling. Um, so then KD gets in and, and Kyrie's already on the roll as, as he had. He was 7 for 11 in the fourth quarter. And, you know, he had a mismatch he liked, so they rolled with it. So I don't think it'll be an issue like nightly or whatever because yeah. I've already seen early this season, small sample size, but I've already seen Kyrie. Um, uh, I had to worry in my head, but then I just lost it. But I've already seen him give the word, give the ball to KD in the fourth and kind of get out of his way. We've defer. already seen that. Yeah, defer to KD. Yeah. I've already seen him do that. So, you know, that, but that was something that they brought up because they did go a while with, without KD touching the ball in the fourth. I did. But I think it works because I don't think Kevin Durant necessarily wants to be like the closer, like take the last shot type of guy. If he has to, he'll take it. Yeah. You know, he kind of wants to. Cut the like if y'all up if y'all up eight, he will cut it down to, to four or three, four. And his run, yeah. yeah, and then it's like all right, here you go. And I think that works perfect, yeah. Kyrie, because Kyrie in those moments, because he's not necessarily because you know being the shorter player. Yeah, sometimes he's just not gonna be able to shoot over people, or right. he's gonna be able to get trapped easier once he get to the paint, even though right. it's hard to trap um, Kyrie. But I think they have the perfect combination of right. The type of players that they are and right. what they do both do well. Well, I don't think he is that he doesn't want to be the closer because we did just see him just take the last That's shot. I just think he, I just think he really has always been good with playing in the flow of the game, like, and 
if Kyrie got a mismatch, you know, Trey can't guard him. Or uh, I don't even know who else was. DeAndre Hunter was on him. And he was he was getting by him and he was, quick, he was, he was exploiting him in a pick and roll. You know, let him eat. Kyrie was hot too. So, you know, I don't think he might he might and I think KD does play that team ball. I think he knows he's gonna get his shots when he, he needs to. So yeah. yeah. Um speaking of the it's a good game though. High scoring game, no defense at all. At all. But it wasn't like it wasn't too many turnovers. I think the I think the Hawks finished with twelve, Brooklyn finished with eight. Yeah, right. The other way around. It was a good game. It was. Um, All right, Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young was had Kyrie on skates all night. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Kyrie was guarding him though. Trey Young didn't guard Kyrie. That is true. Kyrie. I mean, we know Trey Young not gonna guard anybody. But I just want to get get back to the defense real quick because they had um, the two second year players, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Yeah. Basically, in the whole second half, if not the whole game, guarded KD and Kyrie. Kyrie yeah. Right. Yeah. And Cam was on KD and uh, DeAndre yeah. Hunter was on Kyrie. Right. They were in Especially the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I know you said uh, while watching the game, they should have had Cam on Kyrie. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with that because, like, Cam isn't as quick as Kyrie, but he's quicker than DeAndre Hunter. Right. And it's not like you're losing much size at both bases, the 6'8, 6'9. Exactly. So you still got a bigger defender on him. And I think uh, he, he would have been able to keep up with. With Kyrie a little better because Kyrie was using his speed on DeAndre Hunter. Right, right. He was, as you kept saying, stopping on the dime. He was getting to a spot and just <laughs> pulling up. Like he think he's gonna hit him. His hesitation is so crazy. He think he's gonna hit him with a hezzy, and he just pulled up. Oh, right. so, yeah, yeah. Right, it's crazy. Um, like I said, but there wasn't much defense at all. But Cam Reddish is still standing out defensively. Like yeah. I know a couple. Um, he ripped KD. Yeah, once. he got a good strip on. Got the bounce off his foot and out of bounds. Um, just contesting shots. I know I said it last night. I think if I know this year, I know this year Cam Reddish is going to be an all defensive player. Maybe not first team, but he's definitely going to be all defense. Yeah. And I think he has potential for defensive player of the year. How long do you think it's really going to take him to fill out that defensive potential that he already has and get to a defensive player of the year spot? Because I think he'll be in the next year or two, honestly. Um, I, I, I can see him making, especially with the Hawks winning. I can see him making all defense this year, being a defensive player of your tops in the next two or three years, honestly. But I see him contending for all defense teams real soon, honestly. Um, and you feel the think the same about DeAndre Hunter? Like there is the Hawks have potential to have two of the best defenders at their position in the next four or five years with DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Right, because DeAndre Hunter like he has the size and even and he did a good job on Kyrie. Honestly, he had a tough game. Kyrie was three for 16 going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, who was who? And he's going to eat in the fourth quarter. Um, so he he kind of just – they and they were going through the pick and roll because that's how he was able to explore them. But he did a good job on him throughout the night. He got good size, good length. Good length. He's uh, He had a good IQ. So, you know, not, not that I'm comparing him to Kawhi, but that was one of his – you know, yeah, one of his, you know, ceilings was a Kawhi type of person because of his defensive versatility. He played good defense at Virginia. So uh, with those two players, like, because, of course, uh, I don't know if you're going to go here, but I, I definitely think general potential is there for him to be a defensive player candidate also, which is good to have two of those players. But I think that helps the Hawks with them too because the question is on their defense this mm-hmm. year. And you got those two players that you can play with pretty much any lineup. Yeah. And they're young. Give them the minutes. Don't overplay them, obviously, but give them the minutes. Yeah. And um, 
with Clint Capella kind of, you know, he had some good block shots last night and protected the paint. Well, the Hawks defense could be potentially a little better than what we think. They're going to have to find ways to hide Trey, but it's not even about hiding Trey. It's about Trey wanting to play defense. Right. Obviously, you're small, so some players you just clearly can't guard. But you got to be really interested effort, in right. guard. Yeah. It's like Kyrie, okay. Trey was doing his thing, but I was impressed that Kyrie took the challenge of guarding right. Trey. He, he, like, he, well. he really was right. on right. it. Right. And, you know, the Cabral guarded him also, uh, but Kyrie was guarding right. Trey. Like, I just think with Trey, it's an effort thing because. I think he even goes back to playing like, uh, like Steph. Like, no, Steph isn't the best on ball defender, but Steph is a great team defender. Right. He gets in the lanes. Um, he gets a lot of tips and steals that off ball. He's uh, a solid on ball defender. Look, honestly, the Steph did bad defense thing came because they picked on him by putting him on Kyrie. Steph can't guard Kyrie. Nobody can. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> Like, that's a, that's a good matchup for Kyrie because he's quicker than Steph. But Steph, um, he has good defensive numbers because, like I said, he is a good team defender and he puts in the effort to defend. And I think if Trey just has to put in the effort, he he's not to, to think that he can't play defense when we grew up in an era where players like Muzzy Bowles obviously was a, a standout defender is ridiculous. He can play defense, just give the effort. Right. Speaking of defense, I wish he would have guarded Kyrie though because it's cool to see the players like just go around each other. You want to see it. You know, um, they, it's good for the some, game. Right, yeah. Basketball, I would guess baseball, depending on if it's like a pitcher batter thing that's been rivalry. But basketball is the really one of the few sports where the players at the same position actually battle. Like right. in football, the quarterback doesn't actually go against the quarterback. Exactly. But, uh, baseball, the pitcher doesn't face the pitcher. Soccer, yeah. Um, hockey. Right. And even in football, like the receiver, cornerback, the, the quarterback got to throw you the ball and right. type of thing. So basketball is a real chance where you can go up against a player. And I like when the players don't shy away from it. It, it takes you back to the AU days, street ball days, where you want to you wanna hoop against somebody. That used to be a thing in the NBA. Don't play who tonight? I got a guard. You know, T-Mac. Kobe was like that. Of course, LeBron, Melo, LeBron, Wade. Um, Kobe Jordan. Jordan and any shooting guard he was playing with. Steve Smith always talked about how when he played the Bulls, he wanted to guard Jordan. They was going to go at it. So, you know, I want to see players do that more. Yeah. Um, and just to stick with the house, want for real quick for the last moment. I like John Collins a lot. I think he was on um, 30 ball last night. 30 ball. Ooh, I love to hear that. Um, I know he was trying to get real active in the pick and roll because he has an advantage when he's already on the move against his defender. But I don't think the Nets had a player that could get to that could defend him in the post, whether that was the high post, the mid post, or the low post. And I would have liked to have seen him get down in more, especially because he kept getting caught on some mismatches. I um, think, uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, I saw, I agree with you on that. Uh, but yeah, I so agree. I was like, I don't know the one time he did get down there and they tried to pass it to him. Trey kind of threw it way out of reach from him, um, to catch the ball and you know, it was a turnover. Do you think? Floyd Pierce need to figure out a way to emphasize getting John Collins in the post more. I know it's still early in the season, but do you think that could also help their offense and their defense? Because now you're getting the ball down there, you can kind of ch- uh, change the floor of the game like right. that as well. Yeah, I think it adds on to the to to them when they do that, um, when they can have those possessions, um, especially when you can take advantage. Because he was uh, – K- KD was guarding John Collins mm-hmm. at times, and he was having little issues with him just because John Collins is so a- a- athletic and active. 
and a little bit bigger than Katie, obviously, and you know, coming fresh off that injury. Right. So I think that is something the Hawks should add to that offense because John has shown his his offense has grown so much. So I think it's there. So I think they should right. add that to him a little bit. Right. But um speaking of defensive player of the year candidates, did you see um Philly Toronto see any of that? I actually missed that one. So um, I wanted to watch it, but I missed it. I caught most of the I don't know how I I caught most of the um the second half. And I'm first I want to start here. Pascal Siakam, who is a terrific player and has found his way in the NBA, hasn't shown the level of improvement so far that I thought he would show. Um the Raptors yeah. are 0 three. Yeah. Um they every in every game they lost a double digit lead. Um Ben Simmons just had Pascal Siakam unable to get a shot of tempo up, dribble the ball. First, where do you see Toronto fan? I know you don't – you had Toronto missing the playoffs, right? Uh, I think I had them eight seed. Eight seed? Yeah. I think eight I seed are out. Yeah, you had them out. But do you think that this is going to be a problem later on down the road? Like, lose, like, all three losses they had a double-digit lead. Right. They lost them. And, yes, because Toronto issue is they do need a closer, and they're banking on Pascal being that guy. Um, you know, All-NBA last year all-star starter last year. I think he's about 25 a game. Um, and, you know, they lost some players that I knew would hurt them defensively. But you're expecting Pascal to step up and, and be their leader almost. And, I mean, I guess is he that? I guess that's what they're trying to figure out now. Right. And uh, finishing those games is what's going to be key, uh, especially, you know, you, you build an early season habits mm-hmm. or whatever, and just building his confidence because he he finished he had a good start to the season last year. He finished tough in the bubble, um, so I thought he was gonna try to step up this year and show that the bubble just was a wacky situation right. and it kind of hurt his season. But right. he was who people thought he was. But I I like Pascal Siakam. I just never saw him as a lead player. No, no, no. Um, and I do think they're great player, but yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think Toronto. I, I don't know what. I think they're trying to see what they got with their team. Honestly, this year they want to see if they can make a run to the playoffs, or should they start over? That's what I'm thinking. Toronto's no. looking at doing. This no, year. Yeah, that's, that's what it seems over. logical with that team. No, yeah. I'm surprised that they're zero three, though. I will say that in Philly with their um, three and one, two and one. Yeah, three and one um, right now. How you how you feeling so far about the game that season? I I like honestly this team looks really close to the you know the the Dario side Robert Covington team shooters defending Joel with some space so he's about twenty seven a game you know he was twenty eight a game that year twenty six I think and he was twenty two last year um so I, I like what I seen so far in Philly I still want Ben to be a little more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Offensively, but he Ben is a player. Like I think he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be a great defensive player. I, um, I think if he gets to the line more, he can get his points up a little more. But he's gonna be a triple double threat while being at around sixteen, nine, and eight. Um, I don't know if he's gonna take the jump to being. I think they like Joel being closer to thirty a game and being then. If he can get the 20 pool, but long as he's directing the team and strong defense. I think Ben is like I know he's 6'10, so of course he's a big guard, so you want to see him be get down in the lane more. 
But yeah. I think Ben is a natural point guard where he take his moments to, you know, when he be aggressive, get into the lane. In other moments, he is making sure his teammates get the ball, honestly. And right. I know because he's a nun shooter off the ball, he's not going to be – he doesn't seem as effective. But I think that's little, you know, once he gets the ball out of his hand for the first pass and this ain't offense, he's just letting the offense flow. Right. And he's been good for them. He's going to make an all-star team again. I think it's been nice to have so many shooters out there. Shake Milton has looked, you know, he's had a tough game last game, but he's looked good so far. Um, uh, Dwight has been good off the bench defensively. Tobias, he had a good game the last game, but he, you know, I think he could be played better. But uh, Seth has been has been doing well. I, and I think they haven't, everybody hasn't even hit the point where they're shaking anything yet, too. You know, Danny Green. Or whatever has played his role, so I, I like the, I like this team. I think they're gonna get better um, as the season goes, and everyone gets just closer to each other. But they're doing exactly what I thought they would do. And only only game they lost was the game Joel uh, sat out. All right. So um, let's get to the Wizards real quick because the Russell Westbrook. So I don't know why it's so tough to say his name, <laughs> but Russell Westbrook is the first player in NBA history to. Um, in his first three games, they have a triple double, but of course, all three games they they you know they haven't won yet. Yeah, I know we both kind of thought Washington would be okay this year. You know, uh, yeah, I thought they were gonna compete, and I, I still think they're gonna compete for the playoffs. Yeah, they're gonna get it right. Yeah. But are you but are you surprised by the on four? Yeah, yeah, slightly because I can see I can see them being like two and two now because they played. Um, you know, you play Philly, which is a good team, and they had a lead in that game and gave another Philly mm-hmm. wins. And um, I can't remember who else. Orlando, they both they let Orlando come back both games. Yeah, so two games Orlando, who's undefeated, and so um, um, two games against Orlando, who's undefeated at the moment. So though you know they haven't played bad teams, sure. but. I think they've had winnable games, mm-hmm. and um, I think their defense is still an issue. That's Stokely. He's in the background. Um, shout out to Stokely. But I just think their defense has been an issue so far, and uh, that's something that they expected. I expected to be slightly better this year. Right. Um, and then the offense has been sluggish right. other than Westbrook and uh, 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 Br- uh, Brad so far. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, Bartan's 80. He's had one good game so far. <laughs> and after he bailed on him in the bubble, yeah, looking bad for him. Any players you're on? Does this performance surprise you, good or bad? So far, hmm. You know what? The, the best so far, I, I would say, I, I, I'm not trying to keep it home. Town, but oh, yeah. it's right. it's really been Trey for me because I think Trey, not that you know I hate to be the guy that oh he gets to get some people's mind or whatever. It's not about that. But I think Trey really respects Luca and he respects that Luca uh, follows you know kind of his journey in the league mm-hmm. or whatever. So I like that he stepped up and you know his numbers are still high. I don't expect him to average thirty five all year. But he he averaged thirty last year. But I, I like that. It seems like he's taking the next step, trying to play winning basketball. No, um, it was even a play last night. Dominique Wilkins, shout out to Dominique. I love watching, listening to him call the game or whatever. But uh, 
he pointed out how it was a pick and roll, and last year Trey would have took the tough three. Instead, he got in the paint, got the ball to John Collins. John Collins got a foul and got the bucket, I believe. And, you know, having better players around him, you still see him hooping, and you see the growth in him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Trey, Trey is is a guy I trust in the fourth quarter, honestly. So the better the Hawks are, um, I think the better they have a chance at winning. So I think Trey, Trey has been impressive uh, so far. Right. Because you always wonder, damn, is he just putting up good stats on a bad team? And now the Hawks, which is four games, no overreactions or whatever, but we expect the Hawks to be good this year. Right. And winning these games that they've been winning kind of are, are the steps to that. And Trey has been real key in that. Um, so it's been cool to, to watch him play. Um, I don't like his throw-ins when he throws his body to get the foul, <laughs> but it's helping him win, whatever. I think that's offensive foul. But other than that, I, I really like watching Trey. I like Jai at the start of the year before he got hurt, yeah. um, and that's going to kill Memphis him yeah. being out. But I like what he was doing in Memphis so far. Jai definitely was put – he's averaging about 27. So I would say he's Allen Iverson, and I don't give nobody that tag. <laughs> so he, he's trying to get there. Um, so I like Ja early in the year. I'm trying to think if it, is it somebody I miss. Anybody you like um, so far? And KD is obvious. Yeah, KD, Curry. He's already been good uh, tonight. So yeah, right. KD, Curry, of course. Um, like to Trey, not to go too hometown, but definitely Trey. John Collins has been playing well. Uh, oh, Markel Fultz. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, Markel let's, not, let's not forget Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. Yeah. Um, I, averaging 20 so yeah. far on the season. Looking like a real playmaker. Looking yeah. strong. Big guard. Big guard. <laughs> right. yeah, big guard, for right. sure. But, um, yeah, those players so far, you know, I can't wait for the rest of the season. The season keeps the play up. Season kind of evens out. Yeah, I like I like this year. It's, it's kind of reminding, you know, the NBA is getting – it. Like the play, it's good to see the young players developing. Um, I think we went through it through a stretch where it was just the veterans, so that's all we knew, you know. Especially later in the LeBron Wade, yeah. uh, mellow t- times or whatever, it was always KD Westbrook. But it's good to see the young players, you know, stamping their name. I like that Bagley has been healthy. Bagley averaging about eighteen and eleven, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know Sacramento's record, even if they're good or not. But I yeah, like saying badly healthy. Too. Yeah, so that that's solid. I like saying badly healthy. Um, Michael Porter had thirty the other day. I like seeing that. So shout out to the young players for developing because some of the young players had me worried about the NBA for a while. <laughs> Thought we don't have these old guys carrying it forever. Um, but for sure, not definitely. And um, before we end it, want to give a uh, Jalen Brown the Hooper of the night. 42 points and three quarters. He was um, seven for 10 from the three shot, 71% last night. Did he play in the fourth at all? Mm-hmm. Not, not the third. third. It's just three quarters. I wish you love play. Like, let him get the 50 piece. Yeah, give him, go ahead and let him get 50. Uh, why not? Right. Let him get a career high. All right. But on that note, we're going to end it right there. We'll be right back. And him being um, aggressive and if you watched the game last night, Kyrie started on the court before KD uh, in the fourth. So Kyrie, Kyrie, excuse me, he he made his first few shots, so he was already kind of rolling. Um, so then KD gets in, and and Kyrie's already on the roll as, as he had. He was seven for eleven in the fourth quarter, and 
you know, he had a mismatch he liked, so they rolled with it. So I don't think it'll be an issue like nightly or whatever, because yeah. I've already seen early this season, small sample size, but I've already seen Kyrie. Um, uh, I had the word in my head, but then I just lost it. But I've already seen him give the word, give the ball to KD in the fourth and kind of get out of his way. We've deferred. already seen that. Yeah, defer to KD. Yeah. But I've already seen him do that. So, you know, that, but that was something that they brought up because they did go a while with, without KD touching the ball in the fourth. I did. But I think it works because I don't think Kevin Durant necessarily wants to be like the closer, like take the last shot type of guy. If he has to, he'll take it. Yeah. You know, he kind of wants to cut the, like, if y'all up, y'all up eight, he'll cut it down to, to four or three, four. And on his run, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, here you go. And I think that works perfect for yeah. Kyrie because Kyrie. In those moments, because he's not necessarily, because you know, being the shorter player, yeah, sometimes he's just not gonna be able to shoot over people, or right. he's gonna be able to get trapped easier once he gets to the paint, even though right. it's hard to trap um, Kyrie. But I think they have the perfect combination of right. the type of players that they are and right. what they do both do well. Well, I don't think he is that he doesn't want to be the closer because we did just see him just take the last shot. I just think he. I just think he really has always been good with playing in the flow of the game. Like, and if Kyrie got a mismatch, you know, Trey can't guard him, or uh, I don't even know who else. Was. DeAndre Hunter was on him, and he was he was getting by him, and, 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 and he, was, he was exploiting him in the pick and roll. You know, let him eat. Kyrie was hot too, so you know, I don't think he might he might. And I think KD does play that team ball. I think he knows he's gonna get his shots when he he needs to. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of the it was Atlanta, a good game though, high yeah. scoring game, no defense at all. At all, but it wasn't like it wasn't too many turnovers. I think the Haw- I think the Hawks finished with twelve, Brooklyn finished with eight. Yeah, like, right. The other way it, was good, it was a good game. It was. Um, our Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young was had Kyrie on skates all night. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Kyrie was guarding him though. Trey Young didn't guard Kyrie. That is true. Kyrie, I mean, we know Trey Young not going to guard anybody. But I just want to get get back to the defense real quick because they had um, the two second-year players, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, yeah. basically in the whole second half, if not the whole game, guarded. KD and Kyrie. Kyrie yeah. Right. Yeah, and Cam was on KD and uh, DeAndre yeah. Hunter was on Kyrie. Right. They were in Especially the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I know you said uh, while watching the game they should have had Cam on Kyrie. Yeah. And, you know, I agree with that because, like, Cam isn't as quick as Kyrie, but he's quicker than DeAndre Hunter. Right. And it's not like you're losing much size at both bases, the 6'8, 6'9. Exactly. So you still got a bigger defender on him. And I think uh, he he would have been able to keep up with, with Kyrie a little better because Kyrie was using his speed on DeAndre Hunter. Right, right. He was, as you kept saying, stopping on the dime. He was getting to a spot and just <laughs> pulling up. Like, he think he's going to hit him. His hesitation is so crazy. He think he's going to hit him with a hesi, and he just pulled up. Oh, right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Um, like I said, but there wasn't much defense at all. But Cam Reddish is still standing out defensively. Like yeah. I know a couple um, he ripped KD yeah, once. He got a good strip on him. Got a bounce off his foot and out of bounds. Um just contesting shots. I know I said it last night. I think if I know this year, I know this year Cam Reddish is gonna be an all defensive player. Maybe not first team, but he's definitely gonna be all defense. Yeah. And I think he has potential for defensive player of the year. How long do you think it's really gonna take him to fill out that defensive potential that he already has and gets a defensive player of the year spot. Cause I think he'll be in the next year or two, honestly. Um I, I, I can see him making all, especially with the Hawks winning, I can see him making all defense this year and being a defensive player of the year tops in the next two or three years, honestly. But I see him contending for all defense teams real soon. Honestly. 
Um, and you feel to think the same about DeAndre Hunter. Like there is the Hawks have potential to have two of the best defenders at their position in the next four or five years with DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Right, because then DeAndre Hunter, like he has the size and even and he did a good job on Kyrie. Honestly, he had a tough game. Kyrie was three for sixteen going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, who was who and you know eat in the fourth quarter. Um so he he kind of just they and they were going through the pick and roll because that's how he was able to explore them. But he did a good job on him throughout the night. He got good size, good length, good length. He's uh he had a good IQ. So, you know, not not that I'm comparing him to Kawhi, but that was one of his, you know, yeah, one of his, you know, ceilings was a Kawhi type of person because of his defensive versatility. He played good defense at Virginia. So uh, with those two players, like, because, of course, uh, I don't know if you're finna go here, but I, I definitely think general potential is there for him to be a defensive player candidate also, which is good to have two of those players. But I think that helps the Hawks with them too because the question is on their defense mm-hmm. this year. And you got those two players that you can play with pretty much any lineup. Yeah. And they're young. Give them the minutes. Don't overplay them, obviously, but give them the minutes. Yeah. And um, – with Clint Capella, kind of, you know, he had some good block shots last night and protected the paint. Well, the Hawks defense could be potentially a little better than what we think. They're going to have to find ways to hide Trey, but it's not even about hiding Trey. It's about Trey wanting to play defense. Right. Obviously, you're small, so some players you just clearly can't guard. But you got to be interested in guard. Like, yeah. It's like Kyrie, hey, Trey was doing his thing, but I was impressed that Kyrie took the challenge of guarding Trey. He, he, like, he, well. he really was right. on it. And you know, the Cabral guarded him also, uh, but Kyrie was guarding Trey. Right. I just think with Trey, it's an effort thing because I think he even goes back to players like, uh, effort, yeah. like Steph. Like, no, Steph isn't the best on ball defender, but Steph is a great team defender, right? He gets in the lanes, um, he gets a lot of tips and steals that off ball. And he's um, a solid on ball defender. Look, look, honestly, the Steph did bad defense thing came because they picked on him. By putting him on Kyrie, Steph can't guard Kyrie. Nobody can. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Like that's a that's a good matchup for Kyrie because he's quicker than Steph. But Steph, um, he has good defensive numbers because, like I said, he is a good team defender and he puts in the effort to defend. And I think if Trey just has to put in the effort, he he's not to to think that he can't play defense when we grew up in an era. Where players like Muzzy Bowles obviously was a, a standout defender is ridiculous. He could play defense, just give the effort. Right. Speaking of defense, I wish he would have guarded Kyrie though, because that it's cool to see the players like just go guard each other. Yeah, you want to see it. And, um, um, they it's good yeah, for so, the game, right? Yeah, basketball. I would guess baseball dependent on if it's like a pitcher batter thing that's been rivalry, but basketball is the really one of the few sports where the players at the same position actually battle. Like right. in football, the quarterback doesn't actually go against the quarterback. Exactly. But, uh, baseball, the pitcher doesn't face the pitcher. Soccer, yeah. Um, hockey. Right. And even in football, like the receiver, cornerback, the, the quarterback got to throw you the ball, that right. type of thing. So basketball is a real chance where you can go up against a player. And I like when the players don't shy away from it. It, it takes you back to the AU days, street ball days, where we want to. You want to hoop against somebody. That used to be a thing in the NBA. Don't play who tonight? I got a guard. You know, T-Mac. Kobe was like that. Of course, LeBron, Melo, LeBron, Wade. Um, Jordan and any shooting guard he was playing with. Steve Smith always talked about how when he played the Bulls, he wanted to guard Jordan. They was going to go at it. So, 
you know, I want to see players do that more. Yeah. Um, and just to stick with the house want for real quick for the last moment. I like John Collins a lot. I think he was on um, 30 ball last night. 30 ball. Ooh, I love to hear that. Um I know he was trying to get real active in the pick and roll because he has an advantage when he's already on the move against his defender. But I don't think the Nets had a player that could get to that could defend him in the post, whether that was the high post, the mid post, or the low post. And I would like to see him get down there more, especially because he kept getting caught on some mismatches. I um, think, uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, I saw, I agree with you on that. Uh, but yeah, I so agree. I was like, I don't know one time he did get down there and they tried to pass it to him. Trey kind of threw it way out of reach for him, um, to catch the ball and you know, it was a turnover. Do you think Floyd Pierce need to figure out a way to emphasize getting John Collins in the post more? I know it's still early in the season, but do you think that could also help their offense and their defense? Because now you're getting the ball down there, you can kind of. Change the floor of the game like right. that as well. Yeah, I think it adds on to the to to them when they do that um, when they can have those possessions, um, especially when you can take advantage because he was a uh, KD was guarding John Collins mm-hmm. at times and he was having little issues with him just because John Collins is so athletic and active and a little bit bigger than KD obviously and you know coming fresh off that injury. Right. So I think that is something the Hawks should add to that offense because John has shown. His, his offense has grown so much, so I think it's there. So I think they should yeah. add that to him. Right. But um, speaking of defensive player, the year candidates, did you see um Philly Toronto? See any of that? I actually missed that one. So um, I wanted to watch it, but I missed it. I caught most of the. I don't know how I. I caught most of the um the second half. And I'm first. I want to start here. Pascal Siakam, who is a terrific player and has found his way in the NBA, hasn't shown the level of improvement so far that I thought he would show. Um the Raptors yeah. are 0-3. Yeah. Um they every every game they lost a double digit lead. Um Ben Simmons just had Pascal Siakam unable to get a shot of tempo up, dribble the ball. First, where do you see Toronto fin? I know you know I, you had Toronto missing playoffs, right? Uh I think I had them eight seed. Eight seed? Yeah. I think eight I seed or out. Yeah, you had them out. But do you think that this is going to be a problem later on down the road? Like lose, like all three losses they had a double digit lead, right. they lost them. And yes, because Toronto issue is they do need a closer. They're banking on Pascal being that guy. Um, you know, All NBA last year, All Star starter last year. I think he's about twenty five a game. Um, and you know they lost some players that I knew would hurt them defensively, but. You're expecting Pascal to step up and, and be their leader almost. And I mean, I guess is he that? I guess that's what they're trying to figure out now. Right. And uh finishing those games is what's gonna be key. Uh, especially, you know, you you building early season habits mm-hmm. or whatever, and just building his confidence because he he finished he had a good start to the season last year to finish tough in the bubble. Um so I thought he was going to try to step up this year and show that the bubble just was a wacky situation right. and it kind of hurt his season. But right. he was who people thought he was. But I I like Pascal Siakam. I just never saw him as a lead player. No, no, um, and I do think that they, player, but. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I think Toronto, I, I don't know what – I think they're trying to see what they got with their team, honestly, this year. They want to see if they can make a run. 
to the playoffs or should they start over? That's what I'm thinking Toronto's looking at doing. This no, yeah, that's what, that's what it seems over. logical with that team. No, yeah. I'm surprised that they're 0-3, though. I will say that. In Philly, with their own 3-1, 2-1? Yeah, 3-1 um, right now. How you how you feeling so far about getting that season? I, I like – honestly, this team looks really close to the, you know, the the – Dario side run Covington team shooters defending Joel with some space. So he's about 27 a game. You know, he was 28 a game that year, 26, I think. And he was 22 last year. Um, so I, I like what I've seen so far in Philly. I still want Ben to be a little more aggressive mm-hmm. offensively, but he Ben is a player. Like, I think he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be a great defensive player. I, um, I think if he gets to the line more, he can get his points up a little more. But he's going to be a triple-double threat while being at around 16, 9, and yeah. 8. Um, I don't know if he's going to take the jump to being – I think they like Joel being closer to 30 a game and being, being – if he can get the 20 pool, but as long as he's directing the team and direct strong defense. I think Ben is like – I know he's 16, so, of course, he's a big guard, so you want to see him be get down in the lane more. But I yeah. think Ben is a natural point guard where he take his moments to, you know, when he be aggressive, get into the lane. In other moments, he is making sure his teammates get the ball, honestly. And right. I know because he's a nut shooter off the ball, he's not going to be – he doesn't seem as effective. But I think that's literally, you know, once he gets the ball out of his hand for the first pass and this ain't the offense, he's just letting the offense flow. Right. And he's been good for them. He's going to make an all-star team again. I think it's been nice to have so many shooters out there. Shake Nelson has looked, you know, he's had a tough game last game, but he's looked good so far. Um, uh, Dwight has been good on the bench defensively. Tobias, he had a good game the last game, but he, you know, I think he could be played better. But uh, Seth has been has been doing well. I, and I think they haven't, everybody hasn't even hit the point where they're shaking anything yet, too. You know, Danny Green. Or whatever has played his role, so I, I like the, I like this team. I think they're gonna get better um, as the season goes, and mm-hmm. everyone gets just closer to each other. But they're doing exactly what I thought they would do. And only like, only game they lost was the game Joel uh, sat out. All right. So um, let's get to the Wizards real quick because the Russell Westbrook. So I don't know why it's so tough to say his name, <laughs> but Russell Westbrook is the first player in NBA history to. Um, in his first three games, they have a triple double, but of course, all three games they they you know they haven't won yet. Yeah, I know we both kind of thought Washington would be okay this year. You know, uh, yeah, I thought they're gonna compete, and I, I still think they're gonna compete. Yeah, they're gonna get it right. Yeah. But are you? But are you surprised by the on four? Yeah, yeah, slightly because I can see I can see them being like two and two now because they played. Um, you know, you play Philly, which is a good team, and they had a lead in that game and, and gave another Philly mm-hmm. wins. And um, I can't remember who else. Orlando, they both they let Orlando come back both games. Yeah, so two games against Orlando, who's undefeated, and so um, um, two games against Orlando, who's undefeated at the moment. So though you know they haven't played bad teams, sure. but. I think they've had winnable games, mm-hmm. and um, I think their defense is still an issue. That's Stokely. He's in the background. Um, shout out to Stokely. But I just think their defense has been an issue so far, and uh, that's something they expected. I expected to be slightly better this year. Right. Um, and then the offense has been sluggish. 
other than Westbrook and uh, uh, Brad, uh, Brad so far. Yeah. Um, hey, Barton's 80. He's had one good game so far. Especially <laughs> after he bailed on him in the bubble. Yeah, looking bad for him. Any players you're on? Does this performance surprise you, good or bad? So far, hmm. You know what? The the best so far, I, I would say. I, I I'm not trying to keep it home town, but it's it's really been Trey for me because I think Trey. Not that you know, I hate to be the guy that oh he gets to get some people's mind or whatever. It's not about that. But I think Trey really respects Luca, and he respects that Luca uh, follows you know kind of his journey in the league mm-hmm. or whatever. So I like that he stepped up and, you know, his numbers are still high. I don't expect him to average 35 all year, but he he averaged 30 last year. But I, I like that it seems like he's taking that step trying to play winning basketball. No, um, it was even a play last night, Dominique Wilkins. Shout out to Dominique. I love listening to him call the game or whatever. But uh, he pointed out how it was a pick and roll, and last year Trey would have took a tough three. Instead, he got in the paint, got the ball to John Collins. John Collins got a foul and got the bucket, I believe. And, you know, having better players around him, you still see him hooping and you see the growth in him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Trey Trey is is a guy I trust in the fourth quarter, honestly. So the better the Hawks are, um, I think the better they have a chance at winning. So I think Trey, Trey has been impressive uh, so far. Because right. you always wonder, damn, is he just putting up good stats on a bad team? And now the Hawks, which is four games, no overreactions or whatever, but we expect the Hawks to be good this year. Right. And winning these games that they've been winning kind of are, are the steps to that. And Trey has been real key in that. Um, so it's been cool to, to watch him play. Um, I don't like his throw-ins when he throws his body to get the foul, <laughs> but it's helping them win, whatever. I think that's offensive foul. But other than that, I, I really like watching Trey. I like Jai at the start of the year before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, and that's going to Kill Memphis him being out, but I like what he was doing in Memphis so far. Jai definitely was put. He's averaging about twenty seven, so I can't say he's Allen Iverson, and I don't give nobody that tag. <laughs> so he, he's trying to get there. Um, so I like Jai early in the year. I'm trying to think if it, is it somebody I miss? Anybody you like um, so far? And KD is obvious. Yeah, KD Curry. He's already been good uh, tonight, so. Yeah, right. KD, Kyrie, of course. Um, like said, Trey, not to go too hometown, but definitely Trey. John Collins has been playing well. Um, oh, Markel Fultz. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say, let's not, let's not forget Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. Yeah. Um, I, averaging 20 so yeah. far in the season. Looking like a real playmaker. Looking yeah. strong. Big guard. Big guard. <laughs> right. Yeah, big guard, for sure. But um yeah, those players so far, you know, I can't wait for the rest of the season. See who keeps the play up. See who kind of evens out. Yeah, I like I like this year. It's, it's kind of reminding you know the NBA is getting it like the play. It's good to see the young players developing. Um, I think we went through through a stretch where it was just the veterans. So that's all we knew, you know, especially later in the LeBron Wade, yeah. uh, Mellow times or whatever. It was always KD Westbrook. But it's good to see. The young players, you know, stamping their name. I like that Bagley has been healthy. Bagley averaging about 18 and 11, I think, right now. 
I don't know Sacramento's record, even if they're good or not, but I like saying badly healthy. Yeah, so that that's solid. I like saying badly healthy. Um, Michael Porter had 30 the other day. I like seeing that. So shout out to the young players for developing because some of the young players had me worried about the NBA for a while. <laughs> Thought we don't have these old guys carrying it forever. Um, but for sure. No, definitely. And um, before we end it, want to give uh, Jalen Brown the hooper of the night. 42 points in three quarters. He was um, seven for 10 from the three, shot 71% last night. Did he play in the fourth at all? Not the not third. third. It's just three quarters. I wish you love play. Like, let him get the 50 piece. Yeah, get him. Go ahead and let him get 50. Uh, why not? Bring it high. Let him get a career high. All right. But on that note, we're going to end it right there. We'll be right back. All right. So as we started the show, you know, we wish LeBron a happy belated birthday. Right, Mo. <laughs> so, um, over the summer, LeBron James won his fourth NBA championship. It's first with the L.A. Lakers. You think they're going to win again this year? First? They're going to win, go back to back? Uh, no. Huh? But I think they can. Okay. So, um, and of course, since we're not doing our, we did do a top 10 to end the year because New Year's Eve came up so fast. Didn't have a chance to really get to it. So we're going to do it with a, a LeBron 4 for 4 pack just to end the year off and to end this episode. And last episode is with Anchor as well. Okay. 4 for 4 pack. Oh, right. LeBron. Oh, also shout out to LeBron. Uh, fourth championship. He won uh, the AP Mayor Player Athlete of the, uh, Athlete Athlete of the Year. So – just a great year overall for LeBron. LeBron had a great year winning the championship. He was uh showing himself as a leader with um with getting people registered to vote and his more than a vote thing and um you know standing up for social justice mm-hmm. and trying to be a voice and trying to not just even just be a voice, but trying to be trying to make sure that plans were put in place. So right. I applaud LeBron for doing that. We all know about his school, his I promise school. Um where the kids go to school for free, they get computers, they get bikes, they get healthy meals, they get a free college scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to LeBron. Uh, there, it's a debate now if he's having the longest prime ever. Um, and I think that's you know he's up there. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he probably he probably does. Oh, and he also just became the first player in NBA history to score a thousand straight. Uh, thousand straight games, ten, 10 points. points. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't even know he had passed Jordan record of that. Uh, so shout out to LeBron. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. So just, I guess you know, because I know we don't have a list ready, but let me know if you agree or disagree. Okay. If you agree, you know, we'll go to the next one. Okay. If you disagree, you can tell me why, and um, you can tell me which you would change out or. What you think? All right. So I think LeBron best first. So first is best four seasons. Okay. I'm going. See, 2013, 2014 Miami Heat. Yep. MVP year. Um, league year he led the league in scoring. Cleveland Cavaliers at 2007, 2008, 30 piece. Average 30 points, 7.9 rebounds, 7.2 assists, one point. No, I'm sorry. 7.9 rebounds, 7.2 assists, 1.8 steals, 1.1 blocks. Yep. Crazy year for him. Was he MVP that year? No. I don't think he won MVP that year. I think it's going title. Yeah. Um, 
2019, 2020. Point Brian. Average uh, first year average is double double. Points went down a little bit, but he showed 25 and 25 and 25 and 10. Led the league in assists with 10 assists last year. Yep. I yeah, think that's yeah, the closest yeah. we're gonna ever get LeBron averaging that triple double. Right. LeBron played he Magic Johnson out there. I think he should have been point guard his whole career. Yeah. And I'm gonna go 2005, 2006. Yeah, it was 31 that year, third year in the league. That was a crazy year, yeah. Yeah. So top four, 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Heatles were unstoppable. Yeah. Last year's LeBron yeah. James. Uh and 0708. Yeah. I agree. I think the only LeBron that you could possibly put up there is his second MVP, 2009, 2010. Yeah. 29 a game. All right. I think Cleveland won 60, whatever games. But uh, I think you got his best two seasons, um, which was last year and 13 14, which that was the year he could have been defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. MVP, mm-hmm. champion. Um, so, yeah, I agree. All right. So, go his best four final appearances. All right. I'm going to go 15, 16. That's easy, though. Yeah. You only got four championships. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just game. <laughs> I'm going to do it nah, 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 from nah. one to four. Well, he's, he's been a nine, though. Yeah, he's been a nine. No, I'm tripping. He's been more than nine. He's been, he went a nine straight. He's he been more nine straight. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been he way nine more than nine. <laughs> but his best four, so 2015-2016, of course, come back now 3-1. Yeah, easy. Um, easy. 2019-2020, I think he was just – he honestly just showed his dominance last year, like, he looked like he was better than everybody that was left in the field. Right. Because it was a lot of injuries. He didn't get – they didn't – not that he didn't get to play the Clippers. The Clippers got eliminated. Yeah, Clippers got there. So he didn't get home. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't get to play the top competition. And um, the East was so hurt last year with Katie and Kyrie being out. Giannis got eliminated. Um, Toronto – so they, they didn't play a bad team in Miami, but they played – a Miami team that nobody really expected to get there. So he right. just kind of showed his dominance game in, game out. You know, that was a couple games where he, you know, got a little rest in the games. But I think for the most part, he showed his dominance. Excuse me. Um, 2014, 2000, I'm sorry, 2013, 2014, the year they lost to San Antonio. I know that they did lose by historical numbers that year. But LeBron James put on a show in that finals, and he did his best, so he won to lose by more than what they lost by. And then the last year, this is a tough year because they got swept, but I think for the most part, he played as good as he, he played as good as anybody could play in the finals. Yeah. The um, 2000, what was that, 17, 18? Which one? Um, the broken hand. Oh, yeah, he broke his hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah 51 the first game. game. Yeah, I think you could swap one of those out with the first finals. When they were up 2-1. You could swap one of those last two with that one. Maybe swap the San Antonio one. 
with two thousand. So yeah, I'll swap. Said thirteen, fourteen, go yeah. fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, I'll swap that one. That's fair. He was good in that finals. Everybody thought he was gonna win finals MVP. Yeah. So that's best finals performances. We got best seasons out the way. He has what four MVPs? Yep. Hmm. Four MVPs. From one to four, it's best. How would you rank them? Uh, the so the first, the first, this, the second Miami one, 12, 13, uh, 13, 14, 13, 14, uh, his second Cleveland chap, uh, MVP because he won them back to back, yeah, Cleveland, and then the first Cleveland, and then the first Miami. The Cleveland one, yeah, because they was winning, they was winning sixty games in Cleveland. Yeah, so they I would have that Miami one because that was his best season. I would have that one first. The Heatles when they won twenty seven straight should have been defensive player of the year. Mm. Um, then his first Cleveland MVP. No, no, the second Cleveland. MVP. No, yeah, first Cleveland MVP. Then the second MVP. And then the first Miami MVP. That's how I'll go with those. It's not a bad order either. Like I said, that one in Miami, twenty the heat the real Heatles, twenty seven game win streak. It was yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. And to finish it off with LeBron, I guess your four favorite moments. Uh, Detroit Pistons number no. Number one, Boston Celtics down 3-2 in Boston, 40-whatever, angry burn, focused LeBron, best game I've ever seen him play. Number two, Detroit Pistons, 27 straight, 29 of the last 30, whatever. We know the numbers. That's number two. (laughs) Them easily the best two for me. Uh, Three. It's with Tano, with Kyrie, for game five, 41. Um, I think, it was, yeah, he was just determined to win that game. Game five of the NBA Finals versus uh, Golden State, State when they were down 3-1. Yeah. Um, I'll put that right there. And then four. Four. I'm gonna say number four. Dang, four is tough. Four, I'm gonna say his uh, triple double at Madison Square Garden. Mm. I think it was 55, like 11 and 10, something like that. Mm. Like LeBron was playing with the Knicks. I don't even know why the Knicks came there. It it that was back in the day where even it, it's even still now. Like when LeBron got a certain jump in the warm ups, like he do he started doing certain dunks that nobody else <laughs> on the court could do. He throwing it up and he's taking behind the back and through the legs, or he about to drop fifty on you tonight. <laughs> uh, he just had that 
I think Kobe, RIP Kobe, had just played and just scored 60 there. And then LeBron came back and was like, Kobe can't drop 60 and I not do nothing. So he came in with the 55 triple double, 55 triple double on the Knicks. Like it was crazy. I, I got to put that up there. That was a, and that's a regular season game, but that's what, you know, players made the regular season fun no, or yeah. whatever. Right. You know, Kobe just dropped 60 there. Cause remember, <laughs> sorry, Chris LeBron, but Nick, folks were going crazy on the Knicks at the time. Kobe dropped 60. Then remember LeBron came with a 50 triple double. I think Paul Pierce just he came and got 40. I think then Wade came and put 30 on their head. Like they yeah, but, dark days for the Knicks. But, but LeBron's was the uh LeBron and Kobe's was the best. Yeah. So that LeBron 55 triple double. I think it was 55. It might have been 50. He had 50 at least. And he had a triple <laughs> double. And it was in the garden. <laughs> uh, I, I think that was the 09 season because it was in Cleveland. So I put that in for a, regular, a fun regular season game. Oh, you need regular season games sometimes. Yeah. Regular season games, man. So that was our four for four oh, yeah. for Mister LeBron, Raymond James. His best game is still that Boston Celtics game, though. That's that's the best game LeBron has has played like ever. And he and he's been down three one in the finals, and they came back. Mm-hmm. But I think that was the first game where. You know, players don't listen to the media or what, you know, that they listen. But I think that's the first time he really was like, yo, I really, really. Like, if he would have lost that Detroit game when he went crazy, that was just a young dude going crazy on a better yeah. team and showing that I'm just better than all y'all. That's what that was. No, yeah, that yeah. game against Boston was like, yo, we really not supposed to be down to these folks. And if I lose this game, I, I think he even had to reevaluate himself. I agree. And he just went crazy on them. So that that's still his best game. That I game agree. was was wonderful to watch. I agree. He yeah. hit the big shot kind of in the mid wing corner area over Paul Pierce. That kind of ended the Celtics. Right. Yeah. So shout out to that game from LeBron. Game six down three two at at Boston. That's a, that's one of the top Green ten games. Jerseys. One top ten games in NBA history. Boston always has terrible jerseys. Yeah, right. Top ten game in NBA history and playoffs. Top ten mm-hmm. NBA NBA classic. You still got that ESPN classics NBA TV? Put that game up. Mm-hmm. I actually, want to watch that today. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you got anything else? No. We want to shout out to Anchor for the year we've had here. Great numbers everywhere. We become worldwide professionals. Shout out to the listeners, Japan, Africa, Michigan, Russia, Australia, definitely Australia, France, South Africa, South America, Dallas, California, (laughs) Alabama, Michigan, Utah, and Oregon. (laughs) Nah, but first shout out to Anchor and and, uh, the year that we've had with Anchor. And all the people that have listened this year, this is the last day of 2020, mm-hmm. December 31st, 2020. And it's been a good year. Shout out to the Off the Ball Network. Um, Hooper's Morning Run every Wednesday, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Facebook. And uh, shout out to Anchor. But as of now, we can never say never, but this will be the last episode we record on Anchor. We're making our move over to a new service. So shout out to Anchor and all the listeners. 
And you can still find us anywhere that you hear podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, Google, Google Play, all those everywhere podcasts are played. It's mainly Apple and Spotify. No disrespect to all the other places. We appreciate Coming you to listening title to that soon. too. Yeah. Coming to title soon. Shout out to that. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to Hooper's Pod. We're on YouTube. If you got any questions, send us an email. The Hoopers88 at gmail.com. Mm. And uh of course as always follow the Twitter. Follow the Twitter. The Twitter at the Hoopers Pod. Instagram is the underscore Hoopers IG. Um shout out to us, the Hoopers. Facts. Undefeated and hoop content. I think in 2020 we won hoop podcast of the year. No disrespect to nobody else. We All have. disrespect. <laughs> hoop nah, I'm just <laughs> But we your favorite podcasters, favorite podcasters. Shout out to Jalen Rose. You know about me. But I'm John W. It's Fresh X. We are the Hoopers.